0: Welcome to Conversations with Conscious Enterprises, where we are exploring the evolution of consciousness through business. I'm Roxana, and this conversation is a great example of how a person's passion can become their business. Rochelle Robinette is by far one of the most connected people to the plant world that I have ever met. Her understanding and obsession with herbs, diet, and how they affect the body is incomparable. She is a plant-based wellness practitioner, the founder of Supernatural Cafe, a company dedicated to real-world wellness. She's currently the resident herbalist at Cat Beauty in the West Village here in New York City. She is integrative health certified and clinical herbalism certified, and is the creator of some delightful new herbal supplements called Herbals that everyone should check out. She has also worked with brands such as Alchemist Kitchen, ABC Home, and the Elixir Bar at The Assemblage, to name a few. In this conversation, we discuss Rochelle's journey from Seattle to New York City to work in fashion and advertising before becoming an entrepreneur committed to creating accessibility to plant and herbal life. She gives us some fantastic tips and accessible uh, advice on herbs we should all be integrating into our diets. We talk about plant medicines and Rochelle even shares her experience with ayahuasca ceremonies. And she also shares valuable advice for entrepreneurs. Please enjoy and share this conversation and follow Conscious Enterprises on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and you can always find us and all the useful links and resources at www.conscious.enterprises. Michelle. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. For round two. This time yeah. kind the of audio will be better, <laughs> I promise. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like, um, you know, A, you're such an expert in the plant world and herbalism and all of this, and I feel like society is in such a place where we are really craving it, we've technologically advanced so much where I feel like we are so far away from the plant world and mm-hmm. understanding what... Um, our connection to mother nature and all these things that we're eating and applying to our skins and things like that we're yeah. doing to us so I'm excited to chat with you about yeah. that yeah. Um, so you are a plant-based wellness practitioner you are the founder of supernatural cafe which is located in the womb center in the Bowery which I love um, which is a, and Supernatural Cafe is a company that you call um, dedicated to real world wellness. We'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, you were also certified in complementary and integrative health and also in clinical herbalism, which is pretty cool. So let's just start with um, where did you start your career? Were you always an entrepreneurial? Um, and how did you kind of, what was the trajectory to get to where you are today? Yeah. I mean
1: the the trajectory started on the farm that I grew up on and it was really the the aim then was get me off of this farm <laughs> get me to Manhattan, where, which where, where, where was the farm? It was in Washington State, okay. um, in the Rainier Valley. And oh, okay. It was beautiful, beautiful, yeah. yeah. but as a kid, it's uh, a lot of work, and yeah. you know, a bit isolated, and not a life that seems very well for me. It didn't seem romantic, and was definitely not something that I wanted. So I, I kind of ran away from that, you know, environment, and had my sights set on. Manhattan and the fashion industry, and, um, and worked my ass off to, to get here and to do that, uh, but I was um, sort of imbued with these learnings and these relationships with nature and with um, quiet and with plants and with medicines and with food. Because of growing up in that steeped in that and then because my parents were in medicine in sort of Eastern and Western and not necessarily Eastern but my mom's a Dietitian and has a lot of alternative practices and sort of uh, an appreciation and an openness for that and then my father is an anesthesiologist a retired anesthesiologist so very Western <clears throat> and Just learned a lot really early about and got a sort of um close relationship with how does our body work, how does uh, what we take in affect our experience of the world, and um, I was always fascinated by that and also on a sort of spiritual quest that became one and the same, and we'll get to that later, I'm sure, but. um, So that was very ingrained in me, and so even though I was here working in fashion and living a completely different lifestyle than you know what I had grown up in, I was on the side still practicing Um, nutrition and studying the science of um, plant chemicals and traveling to really remote places to be with healers or yogis or you know people who were doing things that I was just sort of fascinated with and and treated as a personal practice Um, but enough people started to glimpse what I was doing or what I was Drinking or eating and <laughs> yeah. asking, What is that that you're always carrying around <laughs> in that Tupperware or that like <laughs> sauerkraut jar? And where did you just go? And like, What did you just do? Yeah, they started to ask and they asked me to teach them or to start to, mm-hmm. to take them on as kind of clients. And when there was a request for me to share, um, when there were enough of those. I started to share and I started to do it as um, I started to write about the things that I was studying or learning yeah. or he- experienced, or and this had was developed. on the side while you mm-hmm. still had a full-time job in New York very much so yeah I think there were several years where I had three jobs I was working wow. full-time I was moonlighting because I was preparing to transition and then I was also starting my company yeah um, At you know the wee hours before and after the Sun was up yeah um, but really when there was that demand I I started to serve it and long story short, that is when my company launched. So, Very cool. Yeah.
0: What wasn't the tough that you were carrying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> always the strangest things. I mean I always have I always, always, always prepare my own food. Yeah. Like my whole life. So yeah. they're like doing that too when I can, yeah. Yeah. So every day, you know, in in the agencies or wherever we were, like I would have I'd pull out my lunch and you know, some mixture of, of veggies and blended things. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I can only imagine, like, that It out. never smells good. I've gotten
1: teased about it my whole life. I've had horrible comments from bosses and, like, um uh, You know, friends and whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So yeah that's probably. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you worked in marketing, right? Marketing agencies mostly for fashion. Yeah.
1: yeah right? So marketing okay. and strategy. We're really doing yeah. branding and campaigns and shows and. Oh yeah, and all sorts oh, of yeah, that's
0: you worked for Michael Ventura too. I, I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
1: Less fashion with him, but yeah. still agency. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, and how did the relationship with plants? I guess. um, was it that you were trying to become entrepreneurial and start your own business or was it just this love for plants you think that just kind of emerged and made the business side come to fruition?
1: Yeah. Uh, I never purposely pursued entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I didn't, I'm, I'm maybe, maybe only now kind of thinking of myself as that. Uh, it wasn't something that was, you know, in, in the forefront of, of mind for me. Um, plants Plants revealed themselves as the through line in all of my work Which came fairly late. So it felt like I was pursuing a sort of you could call it spirituality a sort of fascination with um, nutrition and nutritional science and herbalism Mm -hmm. almost separately and there was a point where plants plant medicine, yeah. plant-based diet, and herbs, which are also just, you know, plants, right. it just sort of converged all of that, and it was very clear that that was the bottom line for me, and that it had always been the bottom line, and that it was looking to be, you know, I have no idea what will happen in the future, but, you know, it's the, it was the, the through line, and that just kind of
0: synced everything, yeah. and gave me a really nice anchor. Yeah, so that's interesting how that happens sometimes, where everything that you're interested in yeah. kind of all melts together. Yeah, yeah. Where where were you in your life? Like, was that while you're still working in the corporate yeah. world when that all kind of converge, or was it kind of afterwards?
1: It was probably when I was still doing several things. Yeah, because I was I was on. I was on retreat in Peru experiencing plant medicines oh, um, cool. and that I feel like it was probably around that time when it was just like it's all together. the same thing yeah um, obviously they had been
0: they had always been the same thing I right. just didn't see it that way yeah um, you're studying so them in such I guess detail for each yeah. category that it seems different when you do it that way yeah yeah, yeah. so interesting um, so I love that you've become this kind of go to resource for a lot of these, um, wellness kind of brands, um, looking to integrate herbalism, like the Alchemist kitchen at ABC home, which I love that space. It's so yeah, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the elixir bar at the assemblage, which I go to a lot. Um, what kind of herbalism or plant-based work do you do for brands and companies now? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So now I'll do, it's sort of split. Um, some of the work that I do and more of the the work that I have done is in the marketing brand building business development strategy and positioning sort of Mm -hmm. um, side things and that comes from my experience working in agencies working with you know global fashion brands and being able to apply that to a brand that just happens to be in the wellness industry so it's it's really just sort of straightforward business you know advice yeah Um, and then Now, I'm also doing more and more in recent years, menu development, product development, recipe development, you know, things that are more specific to what I'm doing now, as opposed to what I used to do. And I do still, I mean, I'm still obviously marketing my own company, I think. But yeah, it sort of, it's one or one or the other typically can be building the brand and the business or something maybe a little more internal like developing a, a menu yeah that must be super fun to it's make menus so from herbs and it's all that so if anybody needs that i love doing yeah it. i like i'm like
0: thinking of a way that i can ask you to
1: do that for me but i have no application but i will find one yeah. yeah i love it
0: um what kind of improvements are you teaching them to make i guess as, as a company by learning about these plants and these herbs and things like that i think that's a good question um
1: i think what I tend to bring is some of the same that I bring to clients in my own business, um, and that is, you know, trying to work with uh, plants that are effective, that are as environmentally gentle as possible while still being effective, um, and then trying to encourage a quality and a sincerity over. A trendiness Mm -hmm. so to make that really simple you know there are so many different herbs that can help us relax right and they can help us deal with stress um, and anxiety and you know sleeplessness and whatever it is and there are the super trendy really popular ones and the way to talk about those and then there are Hundreds of others that are like growing right. you know in our backyard and are super common and that we can be using that may be even more effective than the ones that just happen to be really popular popular <clears throat> so if I can Such if I can point. put people you know into that sort of vein then I, f- that's where I feel good and also keeping it accessible right
0: from a price point and of- standpoint and, and from a messaging standpoint what are some of those herbs that are in our backyard you think that uh are not getting the attention that they need for stress and anxiety is a big one you know <laughs> all the herbs that i just put in the product i launched last week yes i <laughs> saw that you posted something we to yeah. yeah let's talk
1: about that too oh my gosh so i mean huge one is like lavender okay you know, lavender is a fantastic herb and mm-hmm. actually one of my good friends um who's worked with plants for for a lot of her life um and even treated her own cancer naturally you know, made a comment that lavender could rival CBD. Really, if, if it caught on, which I don't think it will. Yeah, you know, it may. I hope so, but I doubt it will. CBD's like you know a rocket All ship. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, and that's fine because cannabis is actually you know that 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 plant is not one that we're we're worried about from a right. um, from a harvesting standpoint at this point, but. Um, lavender is a great example, you know, oat tops is another one that's um, great for nervous system and Sometimes. sort of daytime um, nourishing, calming, balancing, emotionally recovering um, benefits and that's often a cover crop so just you know, growing it in between other crops that were farming for food or something else and it's in super, super super common, um, a lot of times goes to waste. Red clover, not specific for nervous system, but very, very common, grows wild. And the list just goes on and on. Very
0: cool. (laughs) Those are are some good tidbits to have. Yeah. Um, So as an entrepreneur, uh, I'm sure you deal with a lot of ups and downs, as we all do. (laughs) Those are always lots of fun to navigate. what is one of your failures that you're most proud of, and what did you learn or gain from it?
1: Mm.
0: That's a good
1: one. Um, I, it's always hard for me to answer this question, because I don't feel like I haven't failed, because I surely have. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a hard time viewing it as that, you know, as a, as a failure yeah. in the same way that I, I, I think it's hard to sort of pinpoint a regret. I like right. it's it's like, it's all, everything that's happened has led to here and now. Right. And, you know, here and now isn't perfect. Um, yeah. but if I had, if I saw something as a failure, um, I feel like I would be sort of discrediting it's, um, it's, uh, contribution to my being here today so I would say um, yeah I can't pinpoint a, a certain failure but I would say that there's they happen all the time or these sort of disappointments or shortcomings or things it's more that things don't come to fruition and yeah. that happens all the time Right. and um, I think that's why you know an approach that I take is to plant lots and lots of seeds and to know that they will not all come to fruition and to just let it go and like let it flow and keep moving and just like it's it's you know it's okay we can't you can't um, rest in that sort of disappointment yeah. um, and maybe that's a maybe that's a privileged answer because things have been really great but um, the things that have been hard I just try to let it let it go, let it go, let it go, and, and yeah. learn from it and, and keep moving. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess just like as a piece of advice, yeah. one thing that has become really a new sort of challenging practice for me since being entrepreneurial yeah. is, um, is the... Because the work is all it's all one now. It's my life. It's my love. It's my passion It's what I want to do in my free time. It's also, you know, what I do all the time for work. So there's no Work-life balance lines. Yes, you know, there's no this is work and this is play and um, I have to be very very careful about not overworking because I will definitely do that. Yeah um and have done that and so my, my practice now is really actually trying to do less like yeah. not less you know output but actually take time to do nothing or yeah. to listen to nothing or to just stop and, and be and I think um, yeah that's a, a little bit of a tangent but um, that you can become that a, yeah, yeah I do and that can become a failure because there you know we can if we can't stop um, well, at least for me if i can't stop at some point you know then we burn ourselves out right and then bad
0: things can happen totally i think it's a long very long. common entrepreneurial dilemma when you, yeah because you get so excited when you find something you're so passionate about and you're fortunate enough to make a business out of it yeah. and make it you know you're like living kind of your life's purpose in Absolutely. that way and yeah. yeah those lines get blurred and yeah, i think that's great advice to schedule mm-hmm. in that time i think it's really important um why do you consider your business a conscious enterprise? What higher purpose are you serving for the world? Mm.
1: I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help people be healthier. Yeah. Trying to help people understand what that means, to understand what that feels like, yeah. to have that experience. I was actually having dinner with a client last night. He's been one of my longest-term clients, and um, he was describing how we found the the one percent so you know instead of feeling poor all of the time you know we're able to find one percent of the time where he could feel great and then we start there and we just grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it and if I can give people an experience of one percent of the time or ten percent of the time or fifty percent of the time where they feel what it's like to be in balance and healthy and happy in those things that is that is a sort of a gift and a tool and an understanding that I hope you know and I've seen it just change people's lives
0: so I'm I'm, that's what I'm trying to do for that make it make it make it possible yeah that's a great mission um the world definitely needs it and uh back to actually those herbals that you just created have you seen those contributing towards this this uh (laughs) yeah I'm excited (laughs) about them I need to get some
1: for you um (laughs) so those I mean they really they sum up so many of the things that I mentioned. So yeah. like they're herbs that are accessible, common, really effective, um, not super trendy, not super expensive, not you know coming from the Amazon. Right. And the first herbal's um, uh, skew is nerveless, and that's for stress and anxiety. because okay. That's what I hear all day long. Yes. We need help with stress and anxiety. Um. And they're in a form, in a format that I, I think is the most basic for us to be able to consume things, which is eating, they're, they're edibles, right. you know, um, I watch people with powders and tinctures and all these different forms that we can take herbs in, and a lot of them are being adopted, but there's still a, a sort of a ceiling where it's too complicated, I don't understand it, I don't know the recipe to put the things in, right. um, I'm tired of trying to put them in a smoothie every day, you know, um... <clears throat> And when it's like you just you eat it, then yeah. you know I think the sky's the limit in terms of the the scale of, of adoption and yeah. the the
0: understandability of something like that. Yeah. And, and then, they're basically like a gummy format, right? Yeah, it looks like a like a gummy candy. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: They're and they're vegetarian, there's no gelatin, and that's right. the other thing. That that sort of market has exploded recently. I've been watching it since I've been developing yeah. these. But every time I pick up a package of Natural candy. Yeah. I mean, they're at Whole Foods. They're everywhere. Read the ingredients in those things, and yeah. they're gross. It's they so still
0: processed sugar. It's still colors. It's still yeah. gelatin. And I'm like, why? Totally. We have all these ingredients.
1: Like I, working with a chef, we had all these different directions we could have gone. Yeah. None of them required gelatin. Really? None of
0: them required processed well, what sugar. What
1: is the hold up then? I don't get it. That's so it's interesting. It's probably just easier and cheaper. Yeah. yeah. And and.
0: I don't That's know. So <laughs> but this tastes totally good, good, and they're like, yeah. And so they're available on your website. Is that where people yeah. got them? Okay, yeah. Get to it. Very cool. Yeah. And so you worked with a chef to create the recipe and all of that? Yes. That's so fun. Yes. So How long did much- it take you?
1: It took us a few months. Oh, so um, good. Yeah, okay. It was Yeah. It wasn't too long. I've been sort of waiting for It's so like, as Supernatural as a company has been growing, yeah. I've been. Um, I've been waiting for a sort of product to come to mind or to reveal itself to that made sense. And I didn't yeah. have anything for years and that was okay. I was just like, maybe there won't ever be one. Yeah. Um, but then I sort of saw this white space and you know, it came, it came to mind and I, I felt like it was all the things that I care about. It's a food, yeah. it's herbal, it's, you know, herbal, um, it's accessible, it's it's all those things. It's also fun, you right. know, like supernatural. I mean, it, I, we're having, trying to have a good time with it too. Totally, <laughs> totally.
0: it's the best name ever. <laughs> I think it's so cute, yeah. Um, awesome.
1: So, the, so the, yeah, the herb is supposed to to make, um, you know, consuming herbs and uh, a snack type food yeah. uh, accessible for people. Awesome. We speak
0: squeaker. don't mind her. <laughs> Look oh, great. Of course, she grabs the <laughs> squeakiest toy while I'm recording, I love it. and never touches it otherwise. <laughs> um, um, shifting gears here. Uh, actually, no. Let's. Uh, what are the three most recommended herbs that you think people could benefit from taking today? I mean, it sounds like you created. Something with most of them. Um, yeah, is it giving away the secret sauce if you tell us what's in it or? Um, no. And I
1: think, I think I would say, I would say something like lavender, so like a yeah. nervine herb for mm-hmm. our nervous system to help us deal with stress and anxiety. And a lot of people are going to adaptogens yeah. for that right now. Yes, and that's. That's fine. Adaptogens yeah. are strong. Generally, they're meant to help us get through particularly rough patches in okay. life. And then we can revert to something that is a more preventative, nourishing, kind of longer term. Interesting. So adaptogens
0: shouldn't be taken long term.
1: Um, most of them, no. Interesting. Okay. It, it depends on what you're using. There's yeah. very specific dosing instructions for each one. And um, you know a, a clear exception to that rule is ashwagandha, okay. which you can take long term and see. you should take every day. So I think something for stress and anxiety support is important. Um, We have to remember that that's treating the symptom, though. Right. And a lot of people are, you know, are starting there, which is good. We have to keep going, and we have to address: is it my lifestyle balance? Is it my Emotional reaction to the stressful, you know situation or environment. Yeah um, Is is my diet not helping me? Do I need more exercise? Do I need better sleep? Like what else to help yeah. mitigate that stress and um, I 100% recommend more greens for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so and I, I mean that's called it that an herb I mean that's where the herbs and the plants for me just become one right, conversation right. and it's like that Um, that as part of a plant-based diet or not, um, you know, we, we generally all need more of that and and good things come from from more veggies.
0: What's your favorite grain to eat? What to recommend to people?
1: Um, I mean, it's so like, it's so cliche, but kale's pretty great. You know, um, I really recommend the cruciferous if you can do it. Uh, Something that's, that's more dense than like, um, arugula or spinach or something okay. like that. Like really go in on a on a hearty yeah. dark green or dark purple yeah. um vegetable that you can have either raw or like lightly steamed and right. like every day. Yeah. You know? Greens, every single day. I mean it's yeah. like three times a day. Totally. Um I think that's really important. And then well uh, and then sort of depends. Like if, if you'd say something relaxing is one and like more veggies is two. Mm-hmm. Um maybe maybe i would say something that is a prebiotic herb or um, plant yeah. so that's a type
0: of fiber that's good yes. for our microbiome so to support all the pro- probiotics a little exactly bit better. Yeah. yeah what are some examples of prebi- prebiotics mm-hmm. uh it's in a food form
1: which is generally how I recommend people get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yucca, cassava, Jerusalem artichokes, um, leeks, lots of fibrous veggies, starches.
0: Starches, okay, Uh, that's good to know.
1: um, And then in herb form, uh, the roots. So burdock root, dandelion root, ashwagandha, LA campaign, um, marshmallow root, those which you usually get in like uh, a powder form, yeah, it's like, in marshmallows. Mushrooms sort, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Mushrooms. Yeah, okay. they're starchy, so cool. they're a good source of prebiotics. Good to and know. it's like, like, that's a trend that's coming up fast. The mushrooms, the prebiotics. Oh, prebiotics. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I've been adding
0: a lot more of those into my, uh, into my smoothie when I do nice. it. Yeah, um, I going to shift gears here. Um, for a little bit of a hot topic. Uh, What are your thoughts on psychedelic plant medicines? It sounds like you've gone on a retreat in Peru, so I'm assuming that you may have partaken in some (laughs) plant ceremonies. Um, How does that fit into this kind of nutritional world? Mm -hmm. Like what are their uses um, from your perspective? Um, you know what are things people should be careful are of. Um, what's been your experience? Yeah, uh, I I'm a long time
1: fan of yeah. the use of psychedelics for as as therapeutic. Yeah, plant medicines. Um, and I really hope that you know MAPS and and that that organization or related organizations are able to get. Um, primarily they're working for MDMA and psilocybin but to be able to get that into the hands of um, therapists who can really use it in the right setting with the right people Um, I don't think everyone needs psychedelics and I think this depending on the camp that you're sort of hanging out in it might feel like everyone should have an encounter with um, psychedelic plants and generally it tends to be a really good thing for people right Um, but you need to be Ready. You need to really want it for the right reasons. You need to be in the right environment. It has to just be done right, right, um, for its full potential. I think to, to heal or to change or to transform somebody, um, and also to prevent some of the negative side effects because they they can be severe. You know, yeah. you can have serious psychological um, trauma from right. bad experiences. Right. Um, so I think there are plants, I think they are plant medicines, just like some of these, you know, well, all of them in a different, in different ways, um, and my experiences were great and hard and informative yeah. and, you know, um, what was your experience with, you know, yeah, sure. I actually, so in that, on that, um, retreat that I mentioned many years ago, I had six ceremonies, so oh, wow. it was, uh, San Pedro and, ayahuasca. San Pedro is uh-huh. a cactus and then the ayahuasca. So it was a long, long experience with lots of different um yeah. lots of different journeys with two different there was an ayahuascaro and then a wachumero. Wachuma is the San Pedro. Okay. And um you know d- Mind blowing, like <laughs> hard and yeah. um, amazing, and scary, and yeah. you know, deep. What and, was the
0: difference between San uh, Pedro and ayahuasca? With those experiences. The
1: the San Pedro for me um, was I was off journeying for about fifteen hours wow. the first time with the San Pedro. So oh my gosh! It was a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and um,
0: it was really hard yeah. the whole time. And Is it similar to the ayahuasca where it shows you things in your life that you need to be better at or improve can. on, that kind of thing? It can. Okay. It can.
1: It's different for different people in different yeah. environments, you know, so, um, like ayahuasca for me was not particularly visual. Uh, it oh, can, okay. it can depend on the plants that they're mixing in the brew, whether or not it's right. visual or not, too. Um, San Pedro tends to be a little bit more of a hard-opening. Hi. What do you think about San Pedro? <laughs> She's
0: like, tell me more.
1: Yeah, that's fine. You can hang out right here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it tends to be a little bit more of like a heart, body. Um, you're sort of in rather than yeah. out. Um, you know, I was in and gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just not, you know, there was no body anymore. Wow. So I didn't have that experience of, of just sort of. Uh, non-existing anymore. yeah um, and then I have talked to many people who have had like I've traveled through my body and sort of seen the places where I get to work or realized what I need to change Yeah. Um, I think we I think we are shown what we need to be shown and it, it's, yeah. for some people it's in visions, and some people it's traveling through your body and some people it's traveling time and sometimes it's literal and sometimes it's archetypal and conceptual and right. um you know, it was, it was fascinating and hard. And then afterward I swore I was done. I would never, never like go through that experience again. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, several days later for the next time (laughs) we ceremony, I was like, okay, yes, here we go (laughs) again. Yeah, I'm here to do this. Um, so super, super hard, but, um, but was it worthwhile? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Even just to know, I mean, for me, that was, it was years in the making. I knew it was something that I was going to, want to experience, yeah. um, and I knew I wanted to go to Peru and, and be with somebody who, you know, practiced their whole, He was this whole lineage, just every father back, you know, the wow. Ayahuasquero, and then, um, but very little desire to um, have the experience again. I'm sure I will, yeah. but I don't, for me at least, I don't think it's something that I need to have every week or every right. month, um, but I have, you know, somebody who I respect, um, enormously, you know, he, he drinks ayahuasca, I think, um, almost every week and has for like a decade. Oh my gosh. And he's incredible. And I, I consider him, you know, a, uh,
0: a sort of mentor figure and a yeah. fabulous human and it's a different practice for him. Right. 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 So that's amazing. Yeah. So what was your biggest? what was like your takeaway from it? You don't have to go into like specifics, but what like, you know, did you come to an epiphany? Was there like a visualization <laughs> that you came away with? Um, was it about the plants, about life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm um how do I even sum it up?
0: <laughs>
1: That's a, it's a really tough one to answer. I think partly because in that many ceremonies, yeah. there were different learnings at um, different times. Um, but I, I actually didn't share what was yeah. my greatest sort of realization or what, not even my greatest, but what I felt like the plant yeah. told me I didn't share it in the it, with the group because mm-hmm. I felt like it would diminish their sort of experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to Merrill about it later, and it was it was really along the lines of, um, you know, we're all we're all fairly silly, and this yeah. pursuit is all um, a bit uh, self indulgent and frivolous, and <laughs> and it's very it was very sort of reductive and and. Yeah. Um, and blunt, and Interesting. sort of. Like, <laughs> I suppose when you said that for some reason. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, it was not unkind, yeah. but it was like. It was. It was a bit sort of. Uh, it was. It was some perspective and a yeah. reminder that whatever we're all out here dancing about is. Probably not very important. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that's. I think that is a great realization to come through because it is all kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, everything we're doing is kind of silly. You know? Yeah. And yeah. We shouldn't take it so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Um. So we touched on this a little bit. I know you eat a lot of greens, but it's <laughs> like a a diet in the day of uh, Rochelle Robinette. Yeah. Uh.
1: So. Yeah, that's pretty easy to answer because it's yeah. always the same. Um, in the wintertime, I drink broth like I'm drinking now, something yes. hot in the morning, and it's a blend of herbs and like miso, and um, right now I have nutritional yeast. It. I go through phases, but it's always generally a liquid morning in okay. the summertime it'll be um, it'll be green juices okay. until I get to sort of food phase so I practice intermittent fasting mm. do that for um, 16 hours is what I try to do every yeah. day so that means mornings are usually food free for quite a while so yeah. liquids and then um, smoothies in the summertime or I'll do like steamed and baked root vegetables in the summer so mm. I mean in the wintertime. So trying to get, I tend to have carbohydrates, low glycemic carbohydrates um, and some healthy fats in the mornings and ease through vegetables midday, which is definitely when I eat the most amount of food and then um, most of the fats at night before I go to sleep. What kind of fats do you eat? Um, Olive oil, coconut. I've quit avocado recently, well not recently, it's been probably Probably close to a year now, um, just because I'm so bombed on the quality and yeah. like sourcing sucks and yeah, um, sort of a problematic food. So they're great, but I avoid them. I don't eat a lot of nuts and seeds. Mm. I don't eat grains, so it tends to be like olive oil, coconut, yeah, um, different coconut butters. Um, sometimes small amounts of nuts, but really I can go weeks without them. And wow. then I have them, be like raw, sprouted, that sort of thing. Yeah um and then greens 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 so all you know uh kale and cruciferous veggies and um i try to eat i prefer to eat raw yeah so anything i can eat raw i will and then right. if i can't have it raw like the root vegetables right um squashes and yams and pumpkins and stuff then i'll steam or bake those yeah and i eat you know throughout the day at work um and then the evenings like i said kind of switch to um almost entirely fats in a low in a in a low amount I don't I think the keto, ketogenic diet can be mm-hmm. an interesting way to eat but I don't like to push the fat as high as yeah, that diet prefers. Right. Um, but I just find that that's nice for my brain during sleep to have that good um, The fat before we go for 16 hours again without yeah um, food, but Vegetables like 90% vegetables. Wow. Yeah um, Fats and then um, great, you know,
0: fruiter fruiter um, Squashes and, and root veggies and stuff for carbohydrate. Nice. Yeah. Um, what's like your personal wellness ritual that keeps you in alignment every day? Do you do yoga? Do you meditate? What do you do? I
1: have to work out. Yeah. I have to. I have to. And I I mean, running is my absolute favorite. Okay. Um, I, I'm, it, the cold is really hard for me. So when it's cold like this. Oh, you run outside. Well, I don't when it gets to be this cold. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like all winter long, I'm just like biding my time until yeah. I like, run outside again. But Um, running, I love to bike. Um, but I will go to just the gym, honestly, Mm -hmm. and have a great workout every single day. Um, if I can, I do also absolutely adore yoga. Um, it is such a happy place for me. And, um, I go through phases where I'm practicing every day. If I yeah. go on vacation by myself, which I do a lot, then I'll practice two or three times a day. Nice. Like really just I think I could practice yoga all day long and be yeah. happy. <laughs> it's like changed my life. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So and that that like today I had a great workout and I'm like, I'm good all day. It <laughs> doesn't matter what happens. Like yeah. so um, that's absolutely that and sleep. Yeah. Those are super important for me. I will definitely I don't work late anymore yeah, yeah. I mean I work late but if it's like bedtime then I just quit yeah sleep is just too important how many hours do you get I prefer eight yeah. um, if I'm on vacation I'll sleep more
0: totally yeah. if I'm really like, like sleeper too so yeah I feel you. I like eight as a minimum <laughs> yeah, <so> yeah. <laughs> I'm like dead to the world once I'm out that's great <laughs> um, how do you see the state of the world going um, in terms of what you do um, and the plan and people getting immersed in, you know, herbs and herbalism and all that. Um, how do you see the state of the world going and how do you plan to contribute to it? Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like if the last five years showed us
1: anything, um, it's that we have no idea what the next five <laughs> will look like. So I don't know. Yeah. But um, I hope that it is Greater adoption of um, plants as a diet foundation, plants as medicine, and the natural world as not just nature as a source of health. So, seeing light when we should see light, you know, smelling fresh air, being in fresh air, um, being outside. Oh my God, we spend so much time inside. getting away from screens but i think so hopefully we we continue to move in that direction and that also that results in some protection of that environment um and more specific to where i hope to be in it is in um, continuing to blend food and medicine so functional in the functional food space um because i think that's the place where it's the most accessible for people like right we all eat every day well most of us eat every day and um those are some of the most important decisions that we make for our health by far you right. know i don't even want to give you an herbal tea if we can start with like what you're having for breakfast because right. if you don't even need if you don't need the herbal tea then that that's you know my job is then then it's really done and that's yeah. my preference so to be able to be in the space where people are really um you know, treating their food, their their diet as a practice, yeah, and that it's a sort of functional. They're seen as a functional diet. Um, I think that's where we can reach lots of people, improve lots of lives, open a lot of eyes, you know, yeah. and create a lot of health.
0: So, great, yeah. Um, I always enjoy asking people this question <laughs> how do you measure success um, do you consider do you consider yourself to be a successful person today and how do you measure that hmm I, I want to see all the other answers too. I wish we could just <laughs> Um
1: I think I would I measure success um, based on you know am I happy yes yeah. I mean that's all I've ever really wanted yeah. <laughs> is to be, you know, truly happy. And how we we can also choose to be happy based on where we set our sort of requirements for being happy. Right. So I think mine are set pretty low, which is nice. Like if I'm content, if things are fine, you know, right. I'm really happy. But. Um, to be, to be honest, you know, to be able to just to live simply and for that to be comfortable yeah. and to be doing work that I find enjoyable and to be improving other people's lives and to be healthy. And I'm grateful that I can, you know, run and practice yoga. Yeah. Um, that should, I, I try to maintain the mindset that that's enough. Right. Um, it's really fun to be entrepreneurial and to push for growth and right. to launch a new product and to you know, work more and it's all so exciting, especially now in the wellness space in New York. Yeah. Um, But I try to maintain that sort of, you know, humility and contentment with this is enough. This is, you know, this is success. And more is, more is like icing on the cake. Um, So I would say, yes, I do consider myself successful. I am happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And even though I am, you know, leaning into that,
0: uh, I do try to live with the consistent. deliciousness. this is enough. Awesome. Um, a beautiful answer. Um, and to wrap things up, what is a valuable piece of advice that you'd like to share with other entrepreneurs who are building conscious businesses today? Hmm.
1: I would say, I would hope that. Um, that people really, I think I personally appreciate, and this, yeah, this would probably be, be different advice from, from, from someone else, but um, I really appreciate seeing people who are doing something that comes very truly and naturally to them, that they really believe in and they really care about, and that other people are also getting some good from and that growing into a product or a business or a service or a category or a niche or whatever it is as opposed to kind of standing back and saying I see, you know, this opportunity in the market and I'm going to go in and try to capture that opportunity. Mm. And there's nothing necessarily, you know, wrong with that. I just I like and I think there's some longevity and a lot of personal satisfaction that comes from the the sort of complete sincerity of this is the thing that I know or I'm about or you know I've dedicated my life to or whatever right. it is, and um, and other people sort of enforce the fact that there's a need or a want or a, that there's an exchange that can happen. That's a right. good exchange on both sides. Um, and that that becomes a, that, that, that exchange scales and that that's yeah. sort of business. So I guess to sum that up, it would be, you know, really consider what you're good at, what you care about, what you love. Yeah. Um, sometimes just the, the path of finding what you love is, is half a life or more, totally. you know? Um, and it can be really worth it. Yeah. As opposed to sort of saying I, I choose to be this and putting yourself in that box and then right. trying to make a career out of that box. That can totally work. Right. It can also combust. Right. So I, uh, I hope that's good advice. No, that's <laughs> great
0: advice. I think that's also very timely for me, visit me personally too, um. because. You're absolutely right. I think that when you give yourself a label and you try to make a career out of it, which I have done really all my life um, You know, you're always going to kind of be seeking, you know, from an internal perspective um, Versus when you do it the opposite way around where you're like, oh, let's go inside and like really introspect on what I'm good at and what I want to learn about and what really fulfills me and think about You know, making a salary or an X amount of dollars a year, and you let that wait for a little bit. Everything else kind of, you know, falls falls into place. I think. And you put that perfectly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you you said it. But um, yeah. So that was great advice, and thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, my Uh, pleasure. This was great. Super fun. Yeah.